Welcome back to Fringe Spirit, Natural Love and Light Podcast. Okay, on today's episode, we're going to get into starseeds. Are you a starseed? What kind of starseed you might be? And how you might know if you are a starseed. Okay, so what is a starseed? It's such a buzzword. It's such a... I don't know, overused term, but I guess that's coming from me as someone who really just hates titles and putting things in boxes and things like that. Everyone also kind of has a different definition, right? So it's like one of those things where in the spiritual community, everyone has their own opinion and definition of a lot of different terms. To me, a starseed is a soul that before incarnating on earth, incarnated somewhere else. Simple as that. That is my definition. That is how I view it. Other people might narrow it down further and call it, you know, you're a starseed if you were a cosmic soul and you chose to volunteer to help humanity by coming to earth, right? So, There's a lot of different areas and subcategories, I guess you could say. But at the end of the day, my kind of definition and what I would view a starseed is a cosmic soul, a soul that originated somewhere else, not from Earth. Simple as that, right? So I guess when it comes down to it, in a lot of ways, we are all starseeds, right? This is why. So... The way souls originate from source, right? Source, whatever term you want to use, maybe you you choose to use God or, you know, what have you. I use the word source, so insert whatever word you want to use. It doesn't matter, right? Terms, titles, irrelevant. The, The creator of everything in the universe, whatever word you give for that. Source, the creator of everything in the universe, Decided it wanted to have different experiences from different perspectives. And so it begins to fractal. And so it's almost like if you view it like source is at like the very top, kind of like, um, like a, like a family tree and offshoots off of source initially were the, the first ones were the archangels. This is what was channeled to me and downloaded to me. This is what I've observed and per in believe. So take it for what it is. Take it or leave it. If it doesn't resonate, that's fine. Source created the archangels, 24 of them. And then from there, they fractal into other angels. And so the other angelic souls were created next, fractaled from the archangels, which were fractaled from source. So eventually you get down to, so every soul continues to fractal. And so eventually you get down where these angels are fractaling into different types of species of beings out in the cosmos and different physical incarnations and non-physical incarnations. So in a way, every soul, if you were to trace your soul up this kind of family tree, you're eventually going to make your way back to source. But through that, you're going to make your way through certain angels and certain archangels along the way or different other species. So it's a matter of almost in a way where in this family tree your soul split off from. Also keeping in mind, our souls split 
throughout time also, which it's a very convoluted concept and it's very difficult to wrap your head around. And it's irrelevant to this conversation in a way. The whole point is to say we are all fractals of these cosmic beings. It's a matter of... where we fractaled off. Are we a soul who fractaled off, broke off from another soul way down the line? And we, as our own individual soul, really only lived earthly lifetimes? Or did we break off and we live cosmic lifetimes and then choose to come to Earth? I hope that makes sense. So in a way, so... And, and not every split. So keep in mind. So all these were all just fractals of fractals of fractals of fractals. And all of these splits of these souls that then create new souls. It's not always just like you're not just splitting in half. Sometimes you're having massive splits of a lot of them. And so I believe that this is why you might have some people that claim to be maybe a reincarnation of Jesus. While, yes, maybe they are uh, channeling information and they're getting confused. Maybe they're receiving their information from like a dark entity and they're fucking with them. You know, maybe they could be wrong for a variety of reasons, not necessarily due to their own ego per se. But I do believe that some of these people probably are right because, you know, these higher quote unquote, higher up soul. So essentially higher up in this kind of family tree. <laughs> They're the number of splits that so, if, you know, this soul splits maybe 100 times. And then those souls split maybe even 50 times and then so on and so forth. If you follow that path back up, you're essentially you're part of that bigger soul. So there's a lot of people that might be part of that same soul in in a roundabout way. So if you look at it that way, I mean, we're all starseeds, we're all cosmic souls. Uh, If you want to differentiate it by who came here to kind of serve humanity and help raise the vibration, whether it would happen now or back in Atlantean times or anywhere in between, you know, sure, we can differentiate that. And that, that comes to the why your soul came to earth, right? If if you did indeed have incarnations off planet before coming to earth, which to be totally honest, I've never had a session with someone who did not have off planet incarnations. I don't know if that's just who I attract or what, but the why, right? Why did you come here? Maybe that's where you can break it down a little bit, right? Some souls choose to come here, maybe back in Atlantean times, where it was a very pivotal time, right? You know, Lemuria and Atlantis were evolving. They were very spiritual. They were very tapped in. There was a lot of different species here. It was a very different reality than we would ever believe Earth to have been. And they just went too far in a certain direction and self-imploded in a way. But you could have, maybe you incarnated back then in Lemuria or in Atlantis, and you were trying to be a part of this new civilization. You wanted to help build this new world, this new civilization, raising the consciousness and the vibration of the, you know, version of human that was here. You wanted to seed the planet with your genetics and, and your soul and et cetera, et cetera, right? 
maybe you came at some other point in between and you wanted to help humanity, right? Jesus, right? He, as much as we we view him as this very etheric being now, he was incarnated as a human being here on earth. And he did incarnate here to share the, the message of love and compassion as a way of healing and bringing unity to people. Didn't work, unfortunately, but that's a perfect example, right? So, of, of an example of someone who came to try and help and raise the vibration of the planet. Right now, at this time, because we're going through this massive shift, there are a lot of souls, whether you've been here since Atlantean times, and you've been here since, or you came here at Atlantean times, you left, and then maybe you came back, or maybe you're here for the first time. There's a lot of souls that are here right now with the purpose that has something to do with this massive shift in the planet and the consciousness and humanity, right? Raising the vibration, shifting into a higher dimension. It's part of the evolution. Every species, every planetary body goes through this process. They all go through them differently. They all overcome different challenges, but they all go through them. So if you're a spe, if you're a soul in a species that went through, you know, some grand awakening in this, oh, you know, higher awareness of consciousness and cosmic existence, right? You went through this. You had that grand awakening and you raise your vibration and perhaps they are so evolved they're not even in physical bodies anymore. But they went through it. So they decide, let me go help the humans while they go through it, right? We've done it. We overcame this. So let's help the humans overcome this, right? Or perhaps they came with this high vibration. And because the thing is, when you are super high vibrational, you're not, you don't just counterbalance one low vibrational person. It's not one for one. The high vibrational person is, and it depends on the person and the vibration, but it's almost like you almost neutralize, you know, as, just to throw a number at it, like a hundred low vibrational people. It's your, you maintaining a high vibration. It sounds like, oh, wow, like what am I? That's, I'm not doing a whole lot to help humanity or the planet, but you are. It's massive. It's huge because it doesn't just, you know, cancel out, you know, like, you know, think math, right? If, if you're a plus 100, quote unquote, and your vibration. And, you know, there's all these people in the negatives. You're not just canceling out a negative 100. You're canceling out more. It's not, it doesn't equal. It's not math. It doesn't, it does not equate in the way that we can comprehend it. And that was actually mind blowing to me and made me feel a lot better about, you know, so what my purpose is. <laughs> but anyway, so there's a lot of different reasons why you choose to come to Earth. Um, again, a lot of people cho choose to use the term starseed to mean either you came here to help or you came here to, you know, spread the genetics and spread um, the, the cosmic side of your soul to humanity. Right. Not just the physical genetics, the energetic component as well, because we have our physical genetics, then we have the energetic. And you may be in a, a physical body that maybe has 0% Pleiadian DNA, but your soul could be very Pleiadian. And so that energy of the Pleiadian of your soul, while maybe not matching the physical body you're in, that still plays a role. So there's two sides of it, right? There's the physical, which, you know, 
most of that happened back in, you know, the Atlantean times and ancient Egypt, ancient Greece and stuff like that. But so there's different reasons why you come to Earth. Again, in my opinion, in a way, we're all cosmic souls. Depending on how you want to term the word starseed is up to you. I don't really care, but that's that's how it that's how I see it. And so again, maybe you also maybe you just came here to learn lessons. Maybe not every soul comes here to help humanity, help you raise your vibration, help you awaken, right? Some souls come here to have the human experience because the human experience is unique, right? Not every incarnation do you come into with no memory of everything you've ever been. So it is a fascinating experience to choose and one that you can't have many places because if you go into an incarnation with full awareness of who you are, who you've been, what you can do, how powerful you are, the ability to manifest... So much of what we learn through a human experience goes out the door, right? We won't be able to learn things like disempowerment because we already know how powerful we are, right? So it's a very unique experience. And so most souls are coming here to to have that experience. Unfortunately, a lot of souls end up stuck in kind of some karmic loops, because the thing with karmic loops, you can clear karma in any way, shape, or form. The common way to clear karma is through living an incarnation in the same type of experience and healing and clearing and working through it. Instead of it's instead of instead of being in the circle, it's the circle turning into the spiral, right? It's the learning and evolving through hardship versus not healing and continuing to repeat. Because Earth has such unique experiences that you can't always mimic in other places, oftentimes you continue to reincarnate on Earth over and over. And then oftentimes you're not clearing the karma and you're just adding to more karma. Okay. So some signs that you might be a starseed. I mean, it's all over the board, truly. And I mean, also these signs could be signs of almost anything, but maybe something like resonates with you and just feels like it clicks, right? You know, maybe you feel like you just don't fit in. You don't feel like a human, like you don't feel like you belong anywhere. You know, maybe you feel like you're uncomfortable in your body, like it just feels weird. Because again, if you, if this is your first incarnation on earth, that is when a lot of these signs and symptoms will become more apparent is if your last lifetime and every other lifetime was super cosmic and either no body or a very different body, you, a lot of these will feel like they resonate, right? Where you just, you feel like you feel uncomfortable in this body. You know, maybe you feel uncomfortable with genders. Maybe you came from, you know, a, a species that did not have the male and female, or maybe you didn't come from a physical body at all. And this whole idea of different genders feels weird, or maybe you predominantly uh, incarnated as a female and now you're a male, and then that feels weird, or you just feel like you don't fit in, or, you know, maybe you just, you don't understand the human human dynamics and emotions. You know, if when you have a hard time wrapping your head around emotions, because again, not every species 
is so emotionally based. We are very, very emotional as far as a species. It's a big part of the human experience is the emotions. And that's because we're very subjective. We don't have that objective viewpoint because we don't have our memory of everything else. So we don't understand all of this. We're learning it all again for, for the first feeling like for the first time. The big one I feel like is that, oh, it gives me chills. <laughs> that longing for somewhere else where nothing and nowhere here has ever felt like home. And you feel like you're just always longing to be somewhere else. You're longing for home or you're longing for something that you, you don't know what you're longing for. And you're almost in this like apathy or depression because you're just, you have a longing for something, but you can't quite put your finger on it, right? Another another sign that perhaps you're a star seed and maybe this is your last lifetime here on earth that you're, you know, you're intending to go back to your home planet or a whole new planet or not in a body at all in your next lifetime. And a lot of those souls are clearing massive amounts of karma. And what that means is you have probably been through so much shit that you're like, how can one person go through so much, so much loss, so much trauma, so much abuse, all of these experiences that it's like, maybe you find yourself in your 20s or your 30s and you're like, I've lived enough for 10 lifetimes, right? Like I've been through so much and it's because you are choosing to clear the karma. So you had to put all of these obstacles, all of these lessons to learn in your path in order to clear the karma. And that way you don't feel so tethered to earth in order to clear that karma moving forward. Okay, so let's talk about just some of the common types. I'm not gonna go super deep, but... It's fun, right? So Pleiadians. I think Pleiadians is one everyone knows. And okay, so keep in mind as we go through all of these species, A, all these star systems and all of, a lot of these types, there's many types within. So in the Pleiades, there are so many species of beings in the Pleiades. So whatever I'm referring to is likely the most common type that is interacting with humanity or that potentially you have been, right? They, ha they have an investment in humanity because potentially they did seed the planet way back when or something along those lines or their soul family or it's, you know, another version of yourself or something like that. So in addition to that, I mean, everything is hybrids. Like there are hybrids of hybrids of hybrids of hybrids that I don't think any species out there is just a pure, never been hybridized, right? Because also they evolve. So now I'm going down some rabbit holes, but okay. So take, take a Pleiadian, for example. You know, they incarnated, and, you know, in a lower dimension initially in a you know physical body they they went through their own process of awakening and evolving spiritually and growing and going upwards in dimensions higher in dimensions so they've gone through a huge evolutionary process and this is the same for many of these other species as well maybe not all of them as far as as big of an evolution but so and because Time is not linear. All time is happening simultaneously. 
you know, the type of Pleiadian that may be interacting with you potentially, or that you could be, or that you resonate with, may be a different version of Pleiadian than perhaps one that's on a spaceship outside of planet Earth present moment right now. Does that make sense? Because uh, Pleiadian and say the fourth, fifth dimension could also exists right now in the same way a Pleiadian in a sixth or seventh dimension, right? Because time is not linear. Everything's happening simultaneously. You can connect with past versions of yourself, just like past soul family, future soul family. So everything in between. So there's different evolutionary versions of all of these beings. So again, nothing is super straightforward, black and white. There's hybrids, there's different versions, etc, etc. Okay, Pleiadians. To me, they tend to be very purple, purpley blue, almost like a like a periwinkle, but a little bit but darker. They have a very soft and feminine and nurturing and loving and compassionate energy. They have a strong desire to help humanity. They're just they're very warm and gentle. For me and my interactions uh, with a lot of different species, they're hands down one of the most gentle, gentle and warm, which makes it very easy to discern, all right, this is something I should connect with because straight away, I mean, heart chakra wide open, like connect with you easily, like it's it feels good and warm, right? So they're they're very common, you know, interacting with people and that we have connections you know, soul family and past life and potentially future, future lifetimes with. Um, Okay, next one are Syrians. These are my personal favorites. Again, there's a million species in the Sirius star system. However, the ones that I often find, you know, I'm interacting with either for me or for clients or whatever the case may be, they're kind of like a lapis blue. And... They are very connected with nature. They're very balanced in like a masculine feminine. However, I would, if I were to put them one or the other, I'd say maybe just slightly towards the feminine side because they have, they're very compassionate and loving and they have a deep respect for nature and the consciousness of all of the nature beings and spirits and the consciousness of the planetary body as a whole. They they have crystals, they use crystals, they use, you know, herbal remedies. They, you know, they have these healing flowers and plants and herbs and things like that. So if you feel very drawn to those things, then you might, you know, have a connection with Sirius. They're also very water-based. So some of the beings are very aquatic, almost like a mermaid. Uh, and then some are more land-based and very honestly similar to the movie Avatar, in my opinion. That's my experiences. It feels so in line, you know, that connection to the planet, the consciousness, the respect for everything from the smallest plant or blade of grass to the consciousness of the planet as a whole. They're very spiritual. They're, they're healers. They are masters of frequency, right? Okay. Next, we have Arcturians, another one I think most people have heard of. 
to me, visually, they appear a similar color to the Syrians, but a slightly lighter blue. And they have almost like like a divot in the center of their head that runs like front to back that almost creates like almost like a heart-shaped um, head shape. They are very, very, very highly evolved, less emotional, very kind of stoic in their demeanor and their energy. They are very technologically advanced. However, from my experiences, what I have shown and channeled and etc., there, there's like a connect. It's like the the technology and the nature component and how you can utilize nature in a technology type of way. They intermingle them and create a good balance between the two. They're very, very, very telepathic. And they're the way that they choose to help humanity is by opening the mind, urging us to open our minds more in the thinking versus like spiritual growth necessarily, although they are very intertwined, but they're very, they want you to open up your mind and think bigger and realize everything is possible and like who are, you know, remember who you are type of thing. Like they want us to remember, they, they want us to just download the knowledge directly from source, right? They, they're knowledgeable and they're wise, right? They're, they're like, they're kind of like the elders in a way. Then we have Andromedans from Andromeda. To me, visually, they are kind of like a whitish, pearlescent color, where it's like, you know, depending on the angle, the the kind of sheen can change in a color, kind of like an opal or like a rainbow moonstone. They are masters of astral travel, masters of, you know, using portals and wormholes, and... So a lot of, you know, different beings find different ways to connect, to communicate. And with the Andromedans, they, it's like through touching their hand. And obviously it's not necessarily physical because it's, you know, you're having these conversations either, you know, more in a meditative state or, you know, via your third eye and seeing them. But it's, you visually, you know, imagine that you're, you touch their hand and then that basically opens up the line of communication, which is super cool and super fascinating. Whereas other beings, you know, maybe you open your heart space and you connect your heart space to theirs. There's, you know, tends to be sometimes different methods. Okay, then we have the mantis beings, which I've only had a few interactions with. They can definitely scare the shit out of you because it's a very jarring visual to pop into your mind or in front of you, you know, whether you're meditating or if your third eye is so open, you see things just right in front of you because they just, they have this almost like big giant, like grasshopper looking face almost. And like, they look just like, they look like a big, big, big <laughs> praying mantis. However, they, they're very, very telepathic and they're very intelligent. And in my experience, they have come about to provide different activations and upgrades through my energetic system and my physical body as well. Uh, we also have the, the feline beings, which are super cool. And I, you know, I've had a few interactions with them. Again, they kind of, they look like cat people. <laughs> it's a kind of weird visual. Um, but they, they're definitely, they're funny. They definitely have a good sense of humor. There's a density to them. I don't even know how to describe that, but 
they, you know, that's another one that comes through often that we 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 have connections with and and things like that. Then we have the grays, which I know a lot of people have certain opinions and feelings on and have read or heard certain things. And yes, it is true that, first of all, there are so many species of grays. So the ones I'm talking about are the ones that have been interacting with humanity for a while. The ones who have done abductions and experiments on human beings. And we may think that they're bad or evil, which again, that's that polarity game. We don't want to play the polarity game and good versus bad. And in reality, they are no different than us, right? They are, you know, they'll do experimentation type things or they did in the past on human beings. And I mean, we do experiments on animals. We do experiments on animals and we hurt and kill animals simply to test like makeup products or lotions, things that don't even matter, things that don't help us in any legitimate way. Whereas the greys, you know, they're self-serving, yes, in, in certain ways. However, they're just trying to keep their species alive. And that's, you know, some of the ways that they've chose to do that. However, they are very, they're very much more on the masculine side. They're very intelligent. They are very mental and very unemotional. Like, their emotional selves are very, very small. And of course, there's a variation from one to another, but they're very scientific. So they're good with science. They're good with chemistry and genetics and biology. And like, they're just, that is what they do, right? And at this time, again, so if you have a connection with a gray, you know, they, they have some karmic debt connected to planet Earth and Everyone's clearing their karma right now. Everyone's clearing their karmic debt. And so, which means the species who have done things to create karmic debt on the planet that has any attachment to it, whether it's with humans or the planet, they're clearing that too. So perhaps you fall into a past life and you realize you were a gray and you abducted humans and et cetera, et cetera, right? And that's not as uncommon as you may think. However, again, they're, I don't want to paint them as bad because I don't think that they're bad. They, but they are very smart. They're very uh, intelligent and they're very masculine and logical and, and analytical. Okay, then we have reptilians, another polarizing species because yes, you do have some of your darker self-serving, but you also have some very beautiful light healing reptilians. So I'll share the three different types that I have seen or interacted with over, you know, the past few years. There's these ones that I have seen way back in our ancient history, like way, way, way back when. They had more of like an orangey red hue. I've seen them on planet and off planet. So wherever they came from, plus also on Earth. They have a reddish orange color and their skin is more like a snake skin. So it's more smooth versus like rough scaly, like an alligator or something. They definitely have tails and they definitely were in high positions of dark side of things power way back in the day. Then we have ones that I've seen that are white. They're, they're scaly, more kind of dinosaur or lizardy or alligatory. 
but they're white and they kind of glow. They're kind of pearlescent e, and they they're beautiful. And a lot of them I've seen, they are totally light. They're not, you know, what this, what a lot of people pin reptilians as. You know, they can be very loving, amazing healers, very connected to nature, beautiful, beautiful, compassionate beings, similar to humans in in the emotional scale and just the way that they operate. Then we have ones that... I have seen more so today in this era. And they're, you know, kind of dinosaur-esque, kind of like a dinosaur person hybrid in a way. (laughs) And again, you have some that are very dark and a big component of the darkness on the planet. But a lot of them are kind of just like soldiers and just kind of doing what they're told. They're very disempowered. And which is, I mean, it's sad if you put yourself in in their position of feeling like you have to follow the rules of someone else, even if you don't agree with it. And but they again, it's like this very reptilian. We they call our you know the rep- the fight or flight the reptilian brain for a reason because it comes from our reptilian DNA. So it's very you know the the hot headed type within you the um you know fight or flight the you know easy to anger type um yeah and again they also they're very much clearing their karma and which means if you have a past life as a reptilian you may have to clear some of that and the ones that are here today are also they're they're they want to evolve. So not you know, it's not just humanity and the planet that is evolving right now and raising their vibration and trying to come to a higher dimension and a higher, you know, level of consciousness. Everything and everyone associated with the planet are doing the same. So that means, you know, these a lot of these reptilians, you know, Again, not all of them are the quote unquote bad guys. You know, a lot of them are, you know, they want to move on. They want to grow. They want peace. Like they, they don't want negativity. And so they're shifting a lot of that as well. Okay. So that is, I think, some of the most, some of the more common types of starseeds, energies, other species. You know, we also have your angelic too, which, you know, a lot of people don't put that in the category of extraterrestrial or inter- interdimensional, but they basically are. They just tend to not have bodies and they very much have insane amounts of connections with Earth. They came to Earth and they embodied you know, and a lot, you know, long story short, but a lot of them fell into darkness. So you have your lighter, your beautiful light angelics, and then you have your fallen angels as well. And again, if you had an incarnation as either, that may play a role in either karma you have to potentially clear or where your superpower is, right? Because what you feel drawn to might be part of what your purpose is and what your innate abilities are, right? We can all do anything, right? We can all open our third eye. We can all do energy work. We can all read past lives. You know, we can all use all of our metaphysical abilities. However, of course, you know, we tend to be more prone to fall into the things that come more natural to us because we've done them for lifetimes. So if maybe, you know, 
you feel really drawn to nature and healing and water and all of that and crystals, maybe you have a connection to Sirius, right? Maybe you, maybe you're a Syrian, uh, starseed. Who knows? So take what, take all of this, see what resonates. No one's good and bad. There's, there's, there's every area. There's, you know, a spectrum of light to dark in every species. You know, the spectrum might be different from species to species. Different species are at different phases of their evolution and their spiritual growth. And there's no right or wrong and there's no good and bad. So even if you resonate with something that you feel like isn't spoken kindly about, fuck them. Fuck that, right? You know, just dig into yourself, find what resonates, be open to, you know, what comes through, right? If you're not sure, sit on it. Say, I want, I'd, I, I would like a download on the species that I am most dominantly I have been most dominantly in my past lives, right? And then maybe all of a sudden, all of this, you know, stuff floods in from, you know, being an Arcturian and you start to feel that wise energy flow through you and, and things like that. So yeah, that that's where I'm going to call it. And I hope that you enjoyed it. And if you have any questions, we will certainly be going deeper into a lot of these cosmic topics because that is my favorite. That is my bread and butter. And this is really just the intro to what is to come. So I hope you all have a lovely day and I'll see you next time.